Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? It's the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, one of our busiest days here on campus, the home of the Saints and the Pelicans. And this, of course, is your podcast. Greetings this morning from Studio B. I'm Sean Kelly. We've got a nice guest list for you today, a little football, a little basketball. On the football side, of course, it's our uh, weekly fantasy football focus. Well, we've got a, about six different names for it, but we know this. Jake Seeley and Daniel Salerson will break it all down for you a little bit later. So we've got that for you, and of course, that helps you get ready for the uh, football week that begins, and I'm still not quite used to it, that begins on Thursday nights. So on the basketball side, we pick back up with David Wesley. Wesley Wednesday starts here for us on the Black and Blue Report during the first week of Pelicans training camp. And speaking of the Pels, we'll talk to John Salmons today. The veteran uh, swing forward is uh, yours today. Our first long visit with John. He's barely in town, but he was on the practice floor yesterday as the Pelicans went in the morning and then yesterday evening. So we'll talk to John Salmons, of course. Hey, baseball postseason in full swing. How about the ball game last night? Congratulations to the Kansas City Royals. And uh, sorry for Moneyball fans, uh, the A's are out. But they went all in on Leicester, didn't they? Um, well, it didn't quite work out. But a thrilling game last night, uh, and that continues uh, here today with the Pirates on the National League side. We'll see if they can't uh, do, do something that's really tough to do, and that's take care of the Giants in San Francisco against that pitching staff. So we'll see how that plays out, and then we'll be set for the remainder of the bo- baseball postseason tournament. I love how it came uh, starting last night, there's no football. They'll play again today, no football. And then, of course, baseball postseason will be interlaced with another NFL weekend. So we'll keep an eye on that for you as well. Daniel, maybe we'll effort to bring on a baseball guest like we did last year. Maybe we'll wait to see how the field is set after today, but we'll do that. Uh, tomorrow on the program, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, of course, will be with us. And uh, we're going to talk to Russ Smith, it looks like, from the Pelicans tomorrow as well and get you ready for his homecoming, if you will, to Louisville, Kentucky, where the Pelicans open preseason play on Saturday night. I know there were some questions about coverage for the Pelicans this weekend. The game will be on radio, on the Pelicans radio network, so you can follow the Pelicans' first preseason action both uh, Saturday night in Louisville and on Monday night from Atlanta when they take on the Atlanta Hawks. And then that road trip will conclude 
in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, that's kind of a ways away now, but that's going to be next Wednesday night, the 8th of October. That first road trip will take us through the 8th. All right, so with that, we'll get right to our guest today here on this Wednesday, and we'll uh, kick things off with John Salmons next. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino and Hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at shreveport bossierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We've uh, we talked about camp all week with the Pelicans, of course, and we thought we'd grab John Salmons to get us started on how the first day went. John, how did the first practice feel today? Oh, first, first practice went well. Um, everybody was excited um, to get, get it going. Um, Coach Williams uh, um, did a lot of teaching uh, today. Um, you know, it, it was great. Uh, guys was you know, paying attention, trying to pick up everything. Um, and I, I think um, guys are ready. Learning a new language, how difficult is it? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess the order you get, you get used to all the different terminology and all that stuff because you've been around a lot of different um, coaches and organizations. So um, I guess for the young guys, it's probably tough because, um, I mean, coming in, it was brand new terminology. Like, uh, coming out of college, I didn't know anything. So it's tough for the young guys. For a guy like Russ Smith, aside from the terminology, what else is – hard to transition into for those guys and how can you as a veteran help them uh, it's, it's everything um, so total package is tough to adjust to um, I mean it's a totally different style of basketball from coming from college um, the way we defend um, the way we play pick and rolls um, the way we guard 101 it's, everything is totally different because um, guys are so much better you have to do different things in the NBA so um, it's, just, it's a tough adjustment, um, but he's he's picking it up. He's learning. He's growing. Um, I feel like he's um, willing. He's willing to be coached, and that's that's the, a good thing. Uh, if you're the young guy that's willing to be coached, and he'll be all right. It's your thirteenth camp, right? Yes. Yeah. Are you smarter now about the way you go about camp? And this may be an obvious question, but are you smarter now about the way that you'll go through a camp than say even five years ago? Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, you just learn how to uh, take care of your body. Um, even during practice, um, you just learn how to take care of your body. Um, get yourself ready uh, for the season. It's just, it comes with maturity and just being around. Coach seems pleased. He thinks that everybody's in pretty, pretty darn good shape coming in. 
Yeah. Um, guys was, uh, I know guys was here uh, early um, before camp started. And, um, I mean, these days you have to come in, come in camp in shape. So um, guys been working during the summer trying to improve and get better. Yeah, I talked to David Wesley, and he, he still remembers the days where guys came to camp to get into shape. And he said, he said I was never good enough of a player to kind of pull that off. But he said it, it was – it was pretty popular. I mean, was it that way when you started too? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, when, when David West was playing and when I first came in, it was a much older league. Um, so guys, um, veterans tended not to do as much uh, during the summer just to save them, their bodies. Um, now the league is so young. Um, you know, guys play all summer and they work out all summer and season come and they still got fresh legs because so, guys are just so young so I think that's a, that's a bit difference. First of seven preseason games on Saturday night how, how do you use preseason games in getting ready for the season? Um, <clears throat> I mean the biggest thing is you know getting in game shape. Um, I know uh, like you said, you said guys are in pretty good shape but it's still it's a different it's different from you know practicing in, in game um, so you use uh, the games the, the preseason games to get into game shape and to try to execute your offense, all the things you've been learning during practice, um, trying to get that down, um, learning how to play with guys. And uh, on defense end, it's learning how to be on a string together, um, you know, having five guys on the court moving at the same time. John Salmon's with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, let me ask you about the summertime because we got news kind of, hey, John Salmon's is coming. He's coming to New Orleans. And then it was like, well, well hold on. <laughs> we're, not, we're not there yet, and then it finally got done. You know, what was that process like for you this summer? Uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty much done. It, it was just some terminology in the contract that had to be taken care of. But, I mean, it wasn't like it was off or anything. So, I mean, once it was done, once I committed, I was here, and I'm um, happy to be here. What was it about this team? Why this? Why this group? And you know, are you seeing it now that they're all together? Um, well, it started with one. It started with you know my faith. I felt like this is where you know God wanted me to come. I prayed on it, and this is why I felt like He wanted me to come. And then uh, from there, it was you know me knowing Mont Monty Williams, um, how good of a guy he is, and knowing uh, the type of um, atmosphere that uh, he was was set for the organization and uh, a son that I wanted to be a part of. I mean, I've been part of some good organizations, some good organizations with some good atmosphere and some you know, places where the atmosphere wasn't too great. So um, coming in, then, I, I knew that money was set a, a great uh, atmosphere um, for the for the Pelicans, but for the young guys and you know. I had Coach Ayers as a coach. Uh, coach Hanners uh, coached me, so mm -hmm. I was so familiar with those guys that it was uh, that I man I wanted to come play with play play with them. I was going to ask you about the dynamic of the team, not necessarily the atmosphere, but the the way the personnel's built. But why don't we why don't I check back with you in a couple of weeks and let you have a look at them and play with them for a little bit before we ask that? Yeah, I mean we got tremendous talent. Um, I mean that's not the issue. Um, at all, like the talent-wise, we are up there. Um, we can play with anybody talent-wise. Just, just gotta put it all together. Um, we gotta be able to play together. Um, we gotta share the ball. Um, we gotta learn from uh, what the Spurs did. 
uh, how they moved the ball, shared the ball, got the, uh, the, the best shot available. Um, then don't matter who scores the ball uh, and, and move on from there. And then we have to set our defense. Um, Coach, she showed us where we was ranked last year in defense, and it was at the bottom of the league. So we have to get that up to you know the top half of the league if we want to be a, a good team. John, I enjoyed the visit. Appreciate it very much. Yep, thank you. Yep, John Salmons with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Camp underway, and we'll see John, of course, this weekend. Back in a moment. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, and welcome back to Wesley Wednesdays, by the way. Yes, indeed. Basketball is back, as you full well know. And uh, with that, we bring back David Wesley on Wednesdays for his uh, weekly visit with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hello, David. Hello. Man, it's good to be back. It was good to see you on Monday at Media Day. Yeah, you know, it, it, that's, you know, the official kickoff of the season. It gets the blood flowing. It's like, it's time. You know it's time to go back to work. Without a doubt. And back to work, the Pelicans were yesterday on the practice floor. And Monty Williams said after practice yesterday, David, that he was so pleased at how good uh, of shape his players were in. No need for a conditioning test. Everybody has come to camp in shape. And uh, so with that, I sat down with John Salmons, who's almost as old as you and I are, uh, and talked about the difference between when he was a rookie and what it's like now to get to camp. And I know you and I have talked about this before, that that difference between having an entire roster in shape for camp and that that uh, that old uh, tried and true tradition of coming to camp to get into shape. Well, it allows the team to get off to a good start. It, it allows the team to 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 not have to worry about getting one or two guys in shape and get right to the basketball part of, of everything, teaching uh, the good thing or one of the luxuries that Monty has is guys, there's a lot of guys that know the system. You know, he's, he's not adding a ton of people. So, um, yeah, they can get right to work, hit the ground running, and expect to get off to a good start. When you look at the way the practice is going to go here the next couple of days, can you give folks kind of a, a, um, a look inside what a player's thinking is he's got two-a-days all week this week? Well, first of all, you bring your thinking cap. You know, you, you did all the work in the summer. You come in in shape, and it's a bunch of drill-type stuff. It's very, very boring, very tedious. Uh, but 
you got to concentrate because, and, and all you're thinking about is you want to get to playing basketball, but you got to do first things first. So sometimes there are running tests to get into, uh, to get into the first game. Uh, I've had coaches do that. And then, you know, you go through those drills and you work on your techniques and make sure that you're doing exactly what the coaching staff wants you to do, how they set picks, uh, what types of plays. So you'll run drills and drills, get a lot of shots in, uh, get, a, get a lot of defensive work, um, and normally, except for this team, a lot of conditioning. First of seven preseason games on Saturday. Um, do you get excited about preseason games? Uh, still no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> they are they are absolutely um, unnecessary evil to me. Uh, you you want to show your fans and the other communities NBA basketball, the people that can't drive all the way to New Orleans and get a game or any of the surrounding areas in, in other states, but um, – it does get the blood flowing. You do get to kind of see where you are. And even as much as I hated training camp and hated uh, hated preseason games, I like the process of it. And it, it kind of got you out there. You're playing against other people. You're not playing against the 18 or so guys that came to camp. Now you're getting to play against somebody else, and it kind of, kind of gets the ball rolling a little bit. So it is something that has to happen. Is there is there – a good number, you think? And it'll be seven this year. I've done as many as eight in a preseason. Um, during the lockout shortened season, I think it was my favorite because we did two. <laughs> but is there a yeah. magic number? Is there a good number of games to try and figure out what you need to figure out? I, I think four. I think four is a good number, maybe five. Uh, I think eight a lot. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times in these preseason games, like, it's not as drastic as NFL, where they go out and play two series and they're done. But it's the same progression. You go out and you'll play a few minutes. A lot of guys will get the opportunity to play because you're trying to look at everybody, look at different rotations and things like that. Five games is, is more than enough, I think, to get that done. You, you know, you play about half the game the first game, play a little bit more the second game. Let all those guys get in, but uh, I don't think it'll ever go to five because you're trying to reach a lot of people in a in a month. I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Um, I know that we're going to have obvious storylines to start the season, um, but I'm going to ask you if you can give me two, maybe three storylines that are preseason only with regard to the Pelicans. Well, I think the obvious one is health. The, I think the key to, to getting off to a good start is to make sure that everybody is healthy and and, and injury free. You'd like to go into your game 100%, your first game 100%. Well, already Tyreek Evans is probably going to miss most of, maybe all of, uh, preseason. Um, so I, I think that's the, the one true. Um, story that'll that'll start this season as well as chemistry last year a lot of these guys didn't play Uh, a lot of injuries uh, so they didn't develop that chemistry throughout the season so the first thing i'll be looking at is how these guys kind of read each other and get to know each other quickly and again i think 
the key thing I keep saying is get off to a good start. And then Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis will be the story. And how will he continue his growth? Had a great summer with USA Basketball. And I know he's chomping at the bit to get out there and, and kind of prove and show how much he's grown over the summer and, and coming into the season. I know you kind of made the rounds there on Monday at Media Day, and there were, were a, quite a few new faces to go in with the ones that we already know. Uh, is there a rookie or a, um, a camp guy that I should maybe keep my eye on the first couple of preseason games that might impress me or show me something? What do you think? Um, I, I'm, I'm really uh, looking at Russ Smith. I, 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 um, if, I didn't really, I don't really watch a whole lot of college basketball. I've heard a lot about him. He had a pretty good uh, summer league, and I want to see how he's able to kind of get acclimated, get get knowing how he's fighting for time, and and I really want to see him more in person to kind of check him out. So hopefully you can kind of give me some reports while I'm here. Um, not exactly watching him yet, but I'd like to like to know what he's going to bring to the table because I think he's a, another good guard that, that might sneak in and get some minutes this year. Awesome. I, I will. And I'm anxious to see him play in his old building on a Saturday night there at Louisville. Um, you're, in yeah. da- you're in Dallas, aren't you? I am in Dallas. Um, we're doing some segments, some teaching segments uh, for Fox that, um, that we'll do, that we'll play during the – opens and things and kind of show people what what teams are doing what, what's common the pick and roll how to defend the pick and roll things like that that'll that'll kind of give us a a different way to, to to bring the fans in i love it i love it that'll be a great addition to your broadcast this year that's for sure um and i'll let and, and i'll and i'll leave you with this um have you been practicing or when do we start practicing our 30-foot pregame ritual hook shots for this upcoming season um, man, you know, I, I need to get, I need to get in the gym. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I can see we, we both lost about a backstreet boy. Um, we're coming in, in shape at least you and I, uh, John looks good. So we're ready to shoot the hook. I don't think anybody's practiced the hook over the summer though. So we got to get back to it. I think Not you're sure when. probably first game, first, first game. game. There we go. There's a preseason for us too, David. Oh, well, that'll be the first game. then. There you go. We'll see you on the uh, 14th, that's for sure. Hey, uh, safe travels home from Dallas. We can't wait to see you next week. Thank you. I'll see you guys later. You bet. Our analyst on Fox Sports New Orleans, that's David Wesley, former Hornet. Uh, I know that's going to be kind of weird to get used to around here again as we have Hornets again in the NBA. I'll talk to David about that next week. Um, But when we come back, uh, we'll continue with our Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report and Jake Seeley from rotoexperts.com rotoworld.com all the rotos it's the fantasy football forecast for you coming up next at the auctioneer hospital for children no matter where you turn you're surrounded by bravery children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years parents working hard to keep the worry from their face doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. 
with more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region. Even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, it's that time of the week again. It's our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. And joining us, as always, is Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. And, uh, Jake, I went 3-0 last week, and I'm going to tone that to your uh, fantasy football expert advice. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, good luck to you. I, I did a little bit differently, but that's what happened you know, over 20 weeks. I think I lost a 7 or 8 or there somewhere mixed in. Hey, 12, 12 and 8 is not bad for for 20 fantasy teams, so I'd say that's a win <laughs> for you. But, uh, Jake, let's start with the Saints, as we always do. They're 1-3, not off to a good start. Um, but I do want to focus. Let's move ahead a little bit. Let's focus on the Bucks. Best Saints players to play against the Bucks this week? Pretty much all of them. If you own them, I'm starting them because it all starts with being at home. Best, you know, One of the best teams, hardest to beat at home. The offense always clicks when it's at home. Starts with Drew Brees. He just had his second 300-yard passing game of the season. And it's probably only going to get better this week. And the reason I say all of them, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be cute with that, is the fact that the Bucks rate out as one of the most favorable defenses to face in all positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. They give up the most fancy points to wide receivers. They're ranked near the top for all the other three positions. So I find it hard not to like Drew Brees as the top quarterback this week, even with Peyton Manning coming off his bye. Uh, I think he'll have another 300-yard game, and yeah, as we see, that always means good things for the receivers. Jimmy Graham's the obvious choice, but at the receiver position, I think Colson has a good bet to find the end zone again. Cooks has been a catch monster out there, and as we saw with Kenny Stills last week, even just two catches, he can put up the big yards with it. And then at running back, you know, Pierre Thomas is more of the change of pace guy this year, and that's pretty much been his role so far, but it's enough in a PPR league that he can have flex value. And Kerry Robinson, they didn't run a lot last week, but as you saw, he led the way with over 10 yards per carry. As long as he's getting the touches again this week, which looks like it should be the case, he has RB2 value, and that's pretty much a surprise from what people would have expected at the beginning of the season. All right, so you have Saints. Jake Seeley says start them all this week against the Bucks. Let's go move on to the Patriots. They they look bad on Monday Night Football. 41-14 loss. Gronk had a touchdown. Um, but besides Gronk, is there anyone worth playing or keeping, or what's going on with the Patriots? Who do you Who's someone you can maybe ma- uh, salvage out of this Patriots offense, and even the defense, because the defense was ranked pretty good before uh, Monday night's game? Yeah, they had tons of turnovers in the first three games, and then that completely changed last week. And you know, you can contribute to being an off week. You know, caught in Kansas City on the road. That's always one of the tough places. It's the toughest place to play, arguably, in the league. So you can put that on the table and say that's is part of the problem. But I think it still kind of goes back to what's going on with Tom Brady at this point of his career. There are questions of whether he can be the Tom Brady anyway. I don't think he'll ever be the elite top-end quarterback Tom Brady we saw during the prime part of his career. I still think he's better than this, but you have to – start factoring in that the concerns are real when the downfield throws just aren't connecting. He's been one of the lowest rated passers with trying to connect downfield. And that takes away a good part of your offense. I do trust Gronkowski. I would still trust Edelman, especially in PPR, because he's always going to be catching plenty of balls. But after that, 
you kind of take that away, and it, only, it not only affects the wide receivers, it affects the run game, as we've seen so far, too, because you have safeties that can play up closer. Uh, you have corners that can you know, take more risks with because Tom Brady's just not hitting downfield. So uh, it's a run game that you never really wanted to be a part of unless you're really forced to with Belichick not knowing what he's going to do from week to week. Now you've compounded that with the whole situation with Tom Brady. So outside of Edelman and Gronk, I really don't want to trust anybody else. I'll take a flyer and stash of Reen if I can. Hopefully they get on track and that helps him, or maybe even Ridley. But And the wide receivers just seem to alternate from week to week. So, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but it's Gronk at Edelman at this point, and that doesn't even include Tom Brady. What about another running back? Let's focus on the running backs right now. LaShawn McCoy has had a tough couple of weeks. Are you concerned about that, or is it just the who the Eagles have played? How do you handle McCoy right now? I handle McCoy. I'm telling everybody, go buy low on LaShawn McCoy. He is all he's supremely talented, way too good to be this weak fantasy-wise. And you're looking at the matchup this week. This is a good week for him to bounce back. I know that the Eagles' offense has kind of been somewhat hard to predict with them mixing in Darren Sproles more than most people thought, even though he was going to be involved in the passing game, as Saints fans know. Uh, you, you thought it was still going to be a lot of McCoy in a mixture, but it's been more scrolls than we thought. But that, I just think you're looking at the past two weeks, LaShawn McCoy is not somebody who's going to average less than two yards per carry. Uh, two tough games. I, I still think he's going to be RB1. Actually, I know he's going to be RB1. Whether he'll hit the top five is going to be tough because now you put him behind the eight ball for the first four weeks. But from going here forward, there's no question he's at least a top 10 running back in my mind, probably even top five. We've seen too much from LaShawn McCoy to just write him off at this point because of a tough couple of games. So if you can get him low, and I've seen some trade offers out there that are crazy right now. So even if you think you're insulting the owner, go out and make an offer. There's some people panicking and giving him up for a low RB2, high-end RB3 value, and that's just insane. What's a sample size to start, you know, freaking out with one of your big uh, draft picks? Like LaShawn McCoy, I know you're saying buy low right now, and some people might freak out and get rid of them too soon. When do you start worrying about these types of guys? Is it maybe three or four weeks? Now, with somebody like LaShawn McCoy, it's not. I'd say six or seven. And I know that puts you at the midpoint of your fantasy season, but that's what it's going to take for me to write somebody off with that type of a track record. If we're talking about somebody who's only done it for one year, or maybe even two, or somebody who you know came out of nowhere last season and is just not clicking again this year, I'd say two or three games because there's not the sample size. But we're not talking about the elite players, and that's why you know Tom Brady is a good example is because we had these concerns last year. So there's been a, a longstanding concern with Brady, and now it's only been you know, compounded this season. So I'd say at least halfway through the season, if you're talking about McCoy, a Charles, you know, the top end like a Calvin Johnson, and we're talking about those amazing players, you're going to take at least a half season to convince me that they're done performing at an elite level. Now, before I let you go, um, I always ask you at the end about guys to look out for on the waiver wire for week five. I'm hoping, since I went to Georgia Southern, Jarrett McKinnon is on your list. He might not be, <laughs> but I hope he is. I, I, nice to see you represented there, huh? Right? Absolutely. Uh, I, he, is, he is on the list, and he's probably arguably at the top of the list, if not, if you haven't listened so far and grabbed Robinson at this point, which I'd be surprised if he's out there in any leagues, he absolutely has to be owned. Uh, ben Tate got dropped in some leagues because of the bye week and people concerned about his injuries, but he's looking like he's coming back. So you got to grab him. But outside of that, McKinnon is definitely near the top. Uh, tons of ability as we saw last week can make big plays, even from the short yards in, in the backfield or even screens. 
Uh, he can really break out there, but they're not going to have as favorable as a matchup as last week. They will every week, and I still trust Asiata quite a bit. So you're looking for somebody who's going to have flex value with potential for more, but the touches might not always be guaranteed. So in one person I'm going to put ahead of him, even though Ben Tate is coming back, and I've been saying this since February, people need to trust me on Isaiah Crowell is the most talented running back in Cleveland. And as we saw, he already surpassed Terrence West. If Ben Tate can't stay healthy, which has been a problem throughout his entire career, Crowell is going to be the one that gets that job uh, once Tate goes down again. And you're looking at somebody who has at least high-end RB2 value when he gets that job, and he's looking at 20-plus plus touches per game. And outside of that, wide receiver is pretty thin right now. If you haven't grabbed quick, he's another one that shouldn't be out there on any waiver wires. Quarterback-wise, I'd say Bortles is the one that you're probably considering because he loves to take the big risks. I would take him over Bridgewater because Bridgewater's smart, plays the game safe, but he doesn't have a high ceiling. And then, hey, everybody's ticked off at him for last year and for the first two games of the season, but hey, forgive and forget with Eli Manning. That <laughs> offense is finally starting to click again, and if you need a QB, he's actually number six in the league so far this year. So you need a bye week fill-in or somebody just to stash on your bench if that offense is really starting to roll along. Eli Manning could find his way into QB1 value at the end of the year. Especially playing a weak Atlanta defense, seems like Eli Manning could have another breakout week. Uh, exactly. Okay. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. It's our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, appreciate the time as always, and good luck in your fantasy this week. To you as well. Thanks. When we come back, Sean will wrap things up. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. We'll get our first injury list today from the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for that matter. Keep your eye on that uh, after 3 o'clock Central. It's yours on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. I'll be anxious to see what the news is regarding the concussion uh, uh, for uh, Teron Armstead. Uh, John DeShazer and I will also have a New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap for you this afternoon on NewOrleansSaints.com and the uh, mobile app as well. Drew Brees speaks today to the media, so we'll also carry that live for you. That'll be streamed live if you're able to catch that, whether it's at work or on your mobile device as you're moving around, hopefully not driving at the same time. Keep that in mind. And, uh, again, we'll get uh, with Russ Smith after Pelicans practice today and have that for you on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report as well. Had a good Wednesday with you. I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for joining us here from Studio B at Airline Drive. For Daniel Salerson and all involved with this show, I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report.
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.